Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Into the CHGO Bears podcast with a little bit of bad news to start this Monday. Unfortunately, Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen with you. Back in studio with training camp over. It is a regular noon show here from Studio A. And a scary thought for everybody, but Greg Braggs Jr. is producing this show today. We, we love him very much. And he just gave us the greatest countdown I think we've ever gotten, quite frankly. Truly amazing. Um... I am blessed and privileged to be here with Greg today. <laughs> what about me? Well, that just goes without saying, man. Do you have something I? in your mouth. No, I don't. Not, not true. Okay, I just lied on the show to start the show. It's a bad start for me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, I've never done, I haven't done the countdown until the last few shows, but Lawrence does them and he does them with like and the tenacity that you really need. So I'm, I feel like I'm he just points countdown. at me. You gave me like a nice salad. No, Lawrence does the countdown. Like I, I thought, from him. I thought like a rocket was taking off. You know, like for Cape Canaveral. for Carm, Hogs, his daddy. For me, Law is my daddy. That's true. Uh, I'm just very, 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 very excited for today's show, and a little bit nervous at the same time. And I, to be honest, I, I, I feel for Tevin Jenkins. I'm a bit, yeah. It's just uh, a huge bummer. The news coming out over the weekend, Brad Biggs with the report out of the Tribune. That's just a that's just a bummer. Bottom line. Yeah, um, that, and that's where we're going to start the show. I also have some film notes from going through uh, Tyson Bajent's awesome game. Um, on, quite frankly, it was one of those games where it was even better on the film going back. So we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, Nicholas Moriano will join us. He's got Hal's Hall duties uh, today, so he's going to join us remotely uh, in the second segment of the show. But yeah, let's let's jump in with Tevin Jenkins. Oh, and we have an a awful surprise that nobody should stay around for uh, later in the show. I, I'm, I am very upset that you just said that. Please uh, turn off the show 10 minutes early today uh, is my advice to everybody. No. I'll never give that advice, ever. But today, I'm giving you that advice. The only thing you should watch on today's show is the last 15 minutes. <laughs> That's the only thing you should watch. You literally should go do something else, right? If you're going to pick a segment to watch, the last segment I'm, I'm is the segment. I'm disappointed we have to wait till the end. Thank you, Greg. We Thank are you. waiting till the end. It is There's way too much news and important stuff to have this nonsense be put anywhere in the first, I would say, even 55 minutes of the show. By the way, Prison Mike is very happy. We're back in the regular time, and, and we... F- feel very grateful that we can entertain prison Mike in his cell today at the regular time. <laughs> yeah, he's not available later in the day. We, we've, been, we've been messing with his rhythm. 
and we're, we're here to come correct. Uh, we are back in our noontime slot. Hit that like button. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Hit subscribe. Send the link to uh, a friend, a Bears fan, and uh, appreciate all the support from Indy last week and Saturday post-game show. I mean, for a preseason game that didn't include Justin Fields, we went almost two hours, and a lot of people uh, watched that show, so we appreciate you very much. All right, let's jump into the Tevin Jenkins conversation. So I got word during the day yesterday that uh, there might be an issue with Tevin Jenkins. Didn't quite uh, nail it all down. Shout out to Brad Biggs from Chicago Tribune who did and got a report out um, late in the night. Uh, and But it definitely jived with, with what I had heard. Um, somewhere between Thursday's practice in which Tevin Jenkins finished and Saturday's game, uh, which he did not play in, Tevin Jenkins suffered some type of leg injury. Um, what exactly it is, I've heard a, lo- a few things, but don't feel comfortable quite yet to, to share that. Uh, maybe because this is a more significant injury, this falls under the category of injuries Matt Eberflus will actually address this week. Um, but this is definitely more than what we've seen from other players in camp where Flus is just like, nah, they're fine day-to-day even though it turns into week-to-week and we haven't seen Jaquan Brisker and Tremaine Edmonds and we didn't see Demarcus Walker for a long time and Nate Davis. And what, what, The bottom line is this is one that sounds like will actually impact the start of the regular season. I don't think there's any conspiracy theories here. I know it's a little weird with the timing. I pointed that out in my tweets last night too because – Tevin Jenkins not only finished practice Thursday, but he talked to the media afterwards and actually talked about his health, which I think we're going to play that for you here in a, in a minute or two. Um, but it's a bummer. Uh, and, and, it, and mostly, look, you can get through a few games to start the year. If he misses two or three games, maybe not the end of the world. But it's just a bummer for Tevin Jenkins because he's a good player, but he keeps getting hurt. So that's the biggest thing, right? Like, if Tevin Jenkins was healthy, he literally can probably play anywhere on the offensive line with the exception of center. Like, I would be interested if he was fully healthy. Eh, he might be the best left tackle on the team. <laughs> probably could have played right tackle, too. Okay, they moved him to guard. He was better at guard. Great. Right guard last year when he's healthy. Did great. Left guard. Seemed like he was off to a great start. Violent fun to watch I don't I'm not a huge like stare at offensive line guys I liked watching Tevin Jenkins play because because he was killing people at the end of plays which was awesome plus he's a really likable guy so there was just a lot to like and a lot to root for there and the problem for a lot of us and myself included at times is that you have to live in reality and the reality is is that he cannot stay healthy uh, which is just a huge bummer but the bears are gonna have to face up to this going into year three that you know perhaps you know tevin can be a guy at least for the time being that's on the roster but certainly not somebody that you can count on which maybe is partly why they went out and signed nate davis right but you still have you still put tevin into an absolutely huge enormous spot as the starting left guard well look a hundred percent that part if you go back to the timing you know, of them signing nate davis you know, I was told almost immediately, Nate Davis is going to be the right guard and Tevin Jenkins is going to move to the left. That showed right away some trepidation 
from the Bears about Tevin Jenkins' health, which is not a surprise and completely fair. The guy missed uh, uh, most of his rookie year. Actually, last year, I think he only missed four games. But he was kind of dealing with things here and there. Uh, he talked about that during the season. I remember talking to him about it. And so they had to have a plan B and probably a plan C. Unfortunately, plan B is Lucas Patrick, who's been hurt. Right. And Biggs details this, so I want to give him credit. But, like, we can all remember, if you go back in time, he was here for all of five seconds, and we heard about a ba- he had a back problem, which is like, at the beginning, I'm like, Ryan Pace, what the hell are you doing? You're drafting. You're well, trading. Fell to the second round. Yeah, you're tra- you you traded up from 52 to 39 to draft a dude that's got a back problem, who barely had played tackle. It didn't. It, it was like it just jumped out. You're like, dude, come on. But then we met Tevin and we start. I, at least you know. And I I won. I just easily started to root for the guy. So he missed training camp with the back surgery with uh, to start. Missed two games that year in November with a hip injury. Um, you know, and then last year, he played 11 snaps in his final four games, missing two of them completely. He was suffering from stingers, and it was at that point, like, stingers and that, ne- that violent neck injury where he fell and it looked super awkward. I'm like, oh, God. This- Awkward's not the right word. It looked scary. Yes, it was terrifying. It was legitimately scary. And, th- and at that point, I was like, okay, uh, I don't know if you your body is going to be able to handle NFL football. That's what it – and – it, it was, you know, he's huge. He's the most physically imposing guy in that line. Well, maybe Darnell Wright is first now and he's second. But the body just doesn't – it clearly does, is, is having a hard time dealing with football being his occupation. So there's a comment up on the screen if you're watching on YouTube uh, from Brett saying, I love me some Jenkins, but the kid is always hurt. If he can't stay on the field, then let him go or have him as a depth piece. Um okay. A couple things here. He's yeah. One is he's still got two years left on his rookie contract. Um, when he is on the field, he's very good. He was good even in the limited seven snaps we saw last week against the Titans. Um, there's a tricky thing here where if he's going to miss three games, you might as well say it's four and put him on IR to start the season. 100%. That's what I. That's how I look at it. But And this is a good reminder for everyone here as we go through, because this always comes up every year at this time with the final roster cuts, which are next Tuesday. To put a guy on IR, they have to be on your – to put a guy on IR that can, be, can return. You can put a guy on IR now and they're done for the year. But if you want them to be able to return after four weeks, they have to be on your initial 53. So when the Bears make their cutdowns, even if there's a plan to put him on IR for four weeks, they have to have Tevin Jenkins on the roster. So that takes up a roster spot, and somebody else is getting cut for at least 24 hours, uh, which is expo- which exposes them to waivers and potentially getting claimed by another team. So it's just something to keep in mind there. Um, I don't, which I guess would be the argument for this regime who didn't draft Tevin, who's been dealing with the injuries, to just say, you know what? It's not working out. Either they put him on IR for the year or they let him go. I don't think that that's what they should do. I don't think he's reached that point. I think he played enough football last year. I think he played enough good football last year. And I think he's been putting in all the work this offseason. And we don't even know if this is related to the back at all. This could just be something else. Right. Although the tricky thing about backs is – 
right? It's your spine. It's connected to your whole body, and it can definitely well, lead to your hamstrings and your calves and whatever. And Biggs wrote it as a leg injury. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. When you have a bad body or an aging body like I can relate to, you got tight hips, all of a sudden your left knee might not be able to play that tennis. You got, you got a bad back, everything's stiff, you might blow something out in your leg because just, it's just hard for you to cons- get the whole thing loose and keep yourself flexible. And that's, a, that's also another concern with Tevin. He's been working at this. Yeah. He, I mean, he has dedicated himself to learning things that his body didn't know. I'm not exactly sure how he put it, but he's talked at length about the extra work that he's been doing, Pilates, et cetera, and even doing all of that with the best seemingly training that you can have, he's having trouble. So let's talk about what this means for um, the, the, the line right now, right? So I, I don't think they move on. I don't think they should move on. I don't think they will move on. Um, Agreed. So who's your left guard in the meantime? So – for me, starting later on today when they take that practice field for the first practice since Indy, I moved Jatiri Carter over to left guard. And Alex Leatherwood has been the number two left guard. That's where he's been working the entire preseason. And when Tevin briefly left practice for a day or two or whatever it was earlier in, in uh, training camp, it was Alex Leatherwood, actually, that got moved because they, they had had Alex Leatherwood as the backup left guard and Jatiri Carter as the backup right guard. Um, and Jatiri has now become almost a de facto starting right guard because Nate Davis has missed so much time. But Nate Davis was back out there last week and was doing about half of the team reps in Indianapolis, did not play in the game. So that tells me they're just ramping him up. Today's a light practice. I think Carter's been the better player between him and Leatherwood. I would move Carter over to left guard, get him as many reps as possible. with Because the thinking now has to be who's starting week one. And the options are basically Jatiri Carter, Lucas Patrick, Alex Leatherwood, or somebody off the street, which is your four, fourth option. And I think of those options – I think Carter's earned the opportunity. The tricky thing about Lucas Patrick, not only has he not been out there, but the tape last year when he played guard was not that good. Right. This is not the position you want to be in. None of these options are exciting. But I am with you that, look, the highest ceiling here feels like Jatiri Carter. Alex Leatherwood, I'm still interested but if I had to bet between the two, let's give me the seventh round pick and let's see what he can do. And if he fails, then we can put Leatherwood behind him. The Lucas Patrick thing, in theory, this should be his spot, but he has not. Bragg's awkwardly put himself on camera, so he hey, must Gre- have something to say. Yeah, Greg, what do you got? Well, yeah, buddy? I didn't want to jump in over Mark, but I agree with Adam. I definitely think it should be Jatiri Carter. Alex mm-hmm. Leatherwood has gotten reps at left guard. You know, here at camp, but it's also been partly because Nate Davis has been out, and you've had Jatiri Carter at right guard. But Al, but Jatiri Carter played left guard last season, 
So it's not like he's not familiar with the position. He's been the better of the two backup guards. You put your best five out there. Every offensive line coach wants their best five out there. And if they're not going to bring in a replacement, a veteran, somebody that gets cut, then it should be Jatiri Carter at left guard. So we're all in agreement. Let's talk about how much he should play in week three. Because I think he should at least play the first half. Carter? Yes. Well, that, yeah, because he hasn't played a left guard. You, if you're moving over to left guard, you want to give him those live you, game reps. Right. So is it, is it half enough or you want to play the whole game? Because if you, you could do it like, okay, hey, we have a spot here. We don't know how long, but we're definitely going to have it at the start of the season. You could split it between two people. You don't have to tell him anything. This could be the conversation in the coach yeah. room. We get, he's going to play a half, and he's going to play a half, and let's see who does it better. Or you could – I just – my point is that Floosh, Chris Morgan, and company should absolutely use this uh, to the fullest extent and not, and not be worried about whatever their health metrics are saying. These dudes, whoever's going to play it needs to play. I, I, I think the – I think the good thing here is – Jatiri Carter has emerged. You know, a few weeks ago, if you told me they're in a situation where Jatiri Carter, Jatiri Carter is starting week one, I'd be worried. But he's played well. He's played well. I think he's earned this opportunity. And so they probably had a little bit more depth than we would have thought. I think the, the negative spin, though, is... They sure are testing this depth a lot. I mean, I mean, we're not even to the third preseason game, and we're talking about backups to the backups. Yeah, and we're also talking about the people that are protecting Justin Fields. And by the way, Cody Whitehair had a hand injury last week. Correct. We don't know the, we don't know the details on that one. So let's just go worst-case scenario on that. Whitehair's out for the first couple of weeks of the season. Too. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. But uh, Okay, fine. Yeah. Well, just, just okay. Let's just play it out this way. White hair can't play week one. But you, uh, to your point, that's the conversation they have to be having at House Hall, which is because you always got uh, Flus talks about it all the time. Pair and a spare. That's how he puts it. You want to have two guys that can do it, and then you want to have your spare as well. That's how you build depth. Hashtag Flus. The Flusosophy on the pair and the spare. A, that is such a good Flusosophy. Uh, take that with me the rest of the day. Um, I Doug Kramer is your backup. I mean, it just depends. Like, I, I, I'm honestly, I'll tell you the guy I'm most confused about right now, Lucas Patrick. Right. What are you doing here? <laughs> well, because he's in the best. Whenever you see him, he's never wearing pads, but he's got a smile on his face. He's running around. He's having a great time. And I think they view him as a veteran leader and presence on that O line. And ideally, he can give you depth at both center and I. I look. How's this? It's almost similar to the quarterback thing right now. Like, if you had to go into week one with a backup as your backup center, are you trusting Lucas Patrick, who it's like, eh, sort of like P.J. Walker right now? Or do you really feel comfortable going with a rookie, which Doug Kramer's basically still a rookie? I'm sorry, I think I still roll Lucas Patrick as my backup center. I'm assuming you're not saying that about the quarterback. I'm sorry, I'm going with Tyson Bajan and not P.J. Walker. Come on. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but... If Lucas Patrick's healthy, honestly, has anyone come in here and had been elevated the, the, for training camp last year, the first press conference, the Bears 
had Justin Fields alongside Lucas Patrick. And Lucas Patrick was talking about coming over from Green Bay. It's and a good recall by you. And he was just absolutely geeked up about coming to this side of the rivalry and protecting fields and doing everything he can. And five seconds later, he was hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't heard from him since in, in general. And now he can't even play the backup role. Like, I, I, it's just that, that that's – I was so geeked. Out. Oh, my God, they stole this guy from Green Bay. It was a brilliant move. Took him right from them. He's going he's gonna to emerge here. As they, they had him – they didn't play him enough over there. Well, he's going to have a huge impact. Did nothing. Look, the Green Bay connection matters here because he's, he's one of Luke Getz's guys, knows the system, and um, it's a real thing. So, all right, we'll continue this conversation here in a second with Nicholas Moriano. But first, want to make sure you guys know – at this point, you probably do, but Sunnyside is our cannabis sponsor here at CHGO in your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping. It's a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. They have everything you need to elevate your summer. It's your one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs. No matter where you are in your cannabis journey, you are welcome. Easy online ordering, in-store pickup. They help you with everything. And uh, they have a great transparent loyalty program called Sunnyside Rewards. They are Illinois' favorite dispensary. Uh, Some of their brands, the Sunnyside House of Brands, include Cresco uh, with reliably excellent cannabis, high supply, Mm. quality weed that's always available. Uh, Wonder, the Wonder Wellness Company, wants to make the world of cannabis simple to understand and easy to experience for everyone. That's just a few of the brands that Sunnyside offers at their store. And through August, through the rest of this month, you can head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer. That's not stackable with other promotions, but that's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Again, use that code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your order. That's at sunnyside.shop. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois MedCard holder. Love it. And while you're chilling out with Sunnyside, you should also get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. You know who I'm talking about. FOCO, F-O-C-O. Yes, indeed. It is still baseball season, so they got the Aloha shirts, the straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. You can wear the same stuff at Soldier Field, right? Uh, Bears and Bills, noon Saturday. Don't forget, we got pregame and postgame on Saturday for you. Hey, our set decorations, by the way, Foco's got some awesome pieces for our sets. Look at this cool set today. Uh, We appreciate that from Foco. Check out Foco.com, or you can click the link in the description below. All non-presale items. Use that promo code CHGO and get yourself 10% off. You know, I love Foco. I have to say that. I'm a little on the fence about this creepy guy here in the middle. I love that dude. Isn't that... What's isn't his that, name? His name is Greg. That's mini Greg. It's mini... I mean, you I tell actually, me that's not I, Bragg's? That actually does look like Bragg's. It's mini Bragg's. You know what? I'm trying to work here. So don't, <laughs> don't distract. Right now he's saying Justin Fields is going to the Hall of Fame and the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I can... I can he's saying it. Oh one, QB one, you're the man, Nicholas Mariano. He's been sitting there watching film, posting clips every five seconds on Twitter. He's ready to go. Looking as handsome as always. Nick, what's up, Nick? What's up, you guys? 
Um, not sure how much you've heard this Tevin Jenkins conversation we've been ha having, but how would you handle the offensive line in practice if you were Chris Morgan and Matt Eberflus this week? So, I mean, it's a really, one, it's a huge blow to the offensive line not having Tevin Jenkins, but just rewatching the film, we, we know that Alex Leatherwood is mostly beginning the reps at that left guard spot, but I really like how Jatiri Carter, you guys, is playing and just kind of watching, you know, his film and what he's doing for that second team offensive line. I wonder if you give him a look ahead of an Alex Leatherwood. I don't think Leatherwood played bad in the preseason game against the Colts, but I think the more consistent player so far has been Carter. And obviously you, you make that decision only if you know that Nate Davis is good to go and is ready to play. But that's how I would maybe try to handle it. But, you know, we obviously or I'll be at practice later today and see, you know, what the Bears are thinking. But right now it's, it's obviously not the best situation. And just for Tevin Jenkins, a guy that spoke to us, you know, on Thursday and talked about his health, it's really unfortunate to see him have the injury that he had and, you know, to be out for some time. Nick, let's move off Tevin for a second and talk about what Hogue was teeing up there with you watching the tape. What is the, something from the Colts game that you're most excited about when you're going back and looking at it? Yeah, so I think for me, just watching Travis Gibson a little bit more, you guys, because I think Terrell Lewis had the, the big flash play, right, with the sack strip fumble. But if you're watching Travis Gibson closely, he's winning a lot of his reps as well, kind of getting inside, able to apply pressure, so it, it's encouraging to see that right now from a guy that is still competing, uh, you know, to make this team at that edge rusher position. And even on the play where Terrell Lewis got the sack, you guys, you see both those guys kind of embrace each other. Gibson's really happy for Terrell Lewis, but it was more encouraging going around and watching the All-22, just seeing the game that, that Gibson was having, still applying pressure, maybe didn't, you know, register in the stat sheet, but he's still making some impact plays. What did you see out of those two young rookie defensive tackles this week, Jerron Dexter and Zach Pickens? Yeah, for me, uh, you know, for Dexter, I think he's just been getting better with his get off ever since I think it was Herb Howard who pointed it out in the family fest where the get off just wasn't there. So I think ever since that practice, I think it's been getting a little bit better. And in this game, you saw flashes of it where maybe he's not making the play. But his get-off is a little bit better than it once was, um, right, you know, when he was starting to get acclimated to the position. I think Zach Pickens, you just see a more, I think, comfortable player, you guys, especially when stopping the run. He's using, you know, his hands really well to disengage off of opposing offensive linemen. On one of the screen passes that I posted where it was a running back screen to his left, he uses a center's body and just pushes off of him with his right hand to kind of get in position to make that tackle but I just think you're for Zach Pickens especially you're seeing a more comfortable player and there was a goal there was a play on the touchdown drive before Tyson Bajan goes out out there and scores the, the Bears touchdown uh there's a play where Zach Pickens really does hold his ground really well in terms of the goal line stand really the Bears didn't have very good pass rush in the entire drive but it was a really good play by Zach Pickens it just hold his ground and you know be that one tech that he's going to be playing and so I think for, for me, Zach Pickens uh, definitely trending in the right direction, just making more and more plays. So I, I did ask you after the game on Saturday, and it sounds like you're going to stay with the same thing, but I asked you who was ahead in your mind, Pickens or Dexter. After watching it, are you sticking with Pickens? I'm still sticking with Pickens here, Mark. Again, he's just, I think, just showing a little bit more of what he's capable of. 
And, you know, there's still there's some pass rush in there as well. It's not just him stopping the run, which was his main focus going to this game, one area that he felt most confident after playing the game. But I think he just seems like he's acclimating to his role a little bit quicker than Javon Dexter right now. And I, it, like I said, Javon's getting better with the get-off, but I'm still going to stick with Zach Pickens as of right now. Uh, go, go, moving on to the offense. Bajent. Bajent. Not Bajent. I'm going to talk about players that will actually be playing on the field week one against the Packers. Oof. Maybe one who will not. I, I am trying to make sense of this running back situation. Okay. And look at some clues. Look at the tape. Try to figure out what the Bears think about this. But Khalil Herbert didn't play Saturday. An indication that he's pretty much locked in, I think, is the RB1. Because uh, Deontay Foreman did play. Deontay Foreman had a couple nice runs. One pretty decent one where he bounced off a, a tackler and ended up falling forward for whatever it was, 12 yards or whatever, whatever on that carry. Roshan Johnson, though, to me, watching the film, granted he was going up against backups even farther down the Colts' depth chart, looked way more in control running the football. We know he can pass block. I don't know what's going on with Tristan Ebner, who's been dealing with some type of injury. Uh, I think Travis Homer's ability on special teams gets him on this roster. We saw him get down on punts a couple times and, and make some plays on Saturday. Trying to figure out who the odd man out is. To me, this comes down to Treston Ebner, who's looked pretty decent at times, or I'm throwing this out there now. Is there any chance they don't keep Deontay Foreman? I can't believe you just said that because I was – I had the same thought, and I normally – when I have that level of thought, we're not in the same wavelength. But I'm surprised you just said that. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, it's a really interesting question, you guys, because we've even seen Tristan Ebner at times. He's the third – when they're going on that the two-minute drills at the end of practices back in training camp, it was usually – a lot of the times Ebner was back there. It was like that pass-blocking or pass-catching running back out there. So he makes his – um, availability more versatile, if you will. And Deontay Foreman, you know, just him playing in the game against the Colts shows you what he still needs to prove to his Bears coaching staff. And, you know, just watching, like you mentioned, Adam, Roshan Johnson, on one of his 10-yard runs, one, it's really blocked, ex it's executed well by Doug Kramer, Leatherwood, make a nice hole. But Roshan Johnson shows that nice patience, is able to cut back and get the 10 yards that you like to see. But for Deontay Foreman, I mean, what does he do that's different from everybody else? And and we don't have – there's not a clear-cut answer to that, right? And that's why maybe when you're looking at what running back to keep or to put him and slot it up in the depth chart, that's why maybe he's moving down at this point. But it, it is an interesting thing to think about, Adam. I would say that he still ends up making this roster, but I think there he does need to prove uh, he needs to prove something in this third preseason game because the more you think about what differentiates all these running backs, Deontay Foreman's kind of like everybody else, and that's not a good place to be right now. Well, is the question does one of these running backs need to be included in special teams? Well, Roshan would be, and and. Um, homer would be how many running backs are you keeping well that's kind of what i'm starting to think about even one of them's inactive on game day so let's let's go with the situation here and talk this out a little bit it's a good good point by you Braggs. um herbert let's say you keep herbert you keep foreman 
you keep Roshan and you keep Homer and you cut Ebner. Okay, so you have those four running backs plus Kari Blasting game. Okay, who's really a fifth guy on on game day? One of those guys is probably not active, and if you start to look at it that way, you're probably using Roshan on special teams, and you're definitely using Homer on special teams. Right. Herbert's starting the game, and blasting game has to be out there because he's part of the offense as the fullback. Guess who's not active? Foreman. Entirely possible. And if he's not even going to be active, that's – that. I'm not – don't get confused in the comments here. I'm not saying that I would keep Tristan Ebner over Foreman. I'm start, trying to think the brain of these – talent evaluators they're sitting in there making these decisions and when you start to think about who might who actually might be the one inactive of those guys on game day if Deontay Foreman's not even active do you even keep him I don't I'm just throwing it out there as a hypothetical because it's interesting to think about go ahead Nick yeah no I think you know when we were thinking about who could be active or not active and I know uh, Travis Homer has a lot of special teams value but I wonder for Ryan Poles, would he almost want to see a guy like Tristan Ebner, one of his draft picks, become that role, right? So, you know, as you're kind of weighing out who has priority over another. And like we said, like Tristan Ebner has been a guy that has gotten reps with the first team, especially in those two-minute situations. And he was a good, you know, return specialist back in college at Baylor. So it's a fascinating question. And we are going to get, and we're closer and closer to finding the answers as to who's actually going to make this roster with, you know, cut down day slowly approaching here. But it, it's a, it's finally, it's a good, good problem to have, right? You have too many running backs on game day that you don't know who's going to dress, who's going to play, who's going to take what role. So interesting question to think about. It is also when you think about who of the running backs actually puts the whole package together of everyone. It's pretty obvious that's Roshan, right? I mean, he's the most physical. He's got the he's got the best ability to protect he, Justin Fields. Like, there's just a lot of things that I I can see more so now after the last game why they are as excited deeply as they are. Well, about he's Roshan. kind of the total package. Like, right. he hits the most. He checks the most boxes of any of the running backs. Because like even even with Herbert to some extent, I think you still have some concerns about his pass protection. Right and. I'm a big Khalil Herbert fan. 5.7 yards per carry. Give the guy credit. However, I mean, when you're looking at the physical stature of the two, there's not, it's not even a remote comparison. Nick, this will be a good transition to some of the Tyson uh, Bajan conversation I want to have coming up here because uh, I looked mostly at him on the film, but just did you have any takeaways going back through it all? Um, and, and, I, and also, since you were there in Indy, just any takeaways from seeing it in person, too, I went back, even listening to his press conference um, post game, and he did a good interview with Jason McKee too, on the on the radio post game. He's just tell the guy is like comfortable with football. I hope that doesn't sound silly, but like, there's a lot of things going on there in the, with the brain of the quarterback, and he just seems very comfortable with it. He's a confident dude. Yeah, guys. No, I had that sense when he was out there on that 17 play, 92 yard touchdown drive. There was one play where the nickel corner was about to blitz off the edge. He makes this little signal call to Dante Pettis, and it's it goes for four yards. But just for Tyson Bajan in the moment to recognize it, go to a play where it's not going to be a negative gain if that nickel corner was blitzing off the edge, and to get four yards, that showed stuff. But I think just his, his actual arm talent, you guys, 
Like the ball just rifles out of his hands. There was a quick out to, I think it was Darius Fountain, where it's like, okay, there's the arm talent. But I think one of my favorite throws from him was the play-action rollout to Nasimba Webster. One, he gets enough depth on the, the play-action, so it gives him some time, gives him some space between him and the edge defender that came off free. But then it's kind of, it's a really athletic, on-the-move throw to his right that goes to Webster. I know that the Colts tried challenging that play for whatever reason, but on target, on the money. And I just think that, like you guys, he just looked comfortable. And that was that's saying something for you know a guy that was obviously undrafted and just went after two series of who what is supposed to be the backup quarterback and PJ Walker and they their drives ended in punts but it did look comfortable he looked good throwing the ball and it just it, even on the slants you guys he knew where he was going with that ball he knew where the placement needed to be whether it was Darius Found Joe Reed uh, guys like that he was putting the ball where it needed to be so it was an impressive performance by the undrafted. Uh, rookie from Shepard. So it was good to see. And I, I like that we're having this conversation. Like it's not, you know, PJ Walker should just be the backup because he was slotted there. I think it, it is open. Like how Matty Rufus kind of put in his press game, uh, post conference. Well, Nick, the schedule changing here a little bit today with uh, the training camp portion of the preseason, essentially over bears moving to more of a game week, style that uh, Flus talked about how they're going to actually do some game prep this week. They'll have scout team in practice, things like that. They're going to try to simulate with meetings how they're going to do uh, certain things. So uh, give us an idea of what's on tap at Howells Hall today uh, with the schedule changes and who's talking and, and what you're uh, hoping to learn about at Howells today. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get to hear from Coach Hightower today and see what he has to say about his special teams unit. And then obviously they're they're whatever select players they they like to uh, to put out there. And Adam, I see the fist pump uh, for Hightower. Is that excited? Special teams day, baby. Let's go. Special teams. Nick, if it was up to me, you wouldn't cover special teams. You would just go right to softball tonight. But you know, Hogue's the boss around here, so (laughs) I suppose it matters. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what we can do here. What time's the game? Is it seven or is it six? Nick, you're out. I already got a full roster. Appreciate you. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I'm, kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's seven. If you can make it, you're in because you're my guy. But I, you know, uh, but to be honest, you know, a head coach has got to make tough decisions. And if I don't know that you're gonna be there, I gotta fill the spot, Hogue. So what about whoa, whoa, whoa? You gotta back up your guy here brags no that, that's fair that's fair i completely agree with that i will give you a heads up see how things are going at hallis hall and you know depending on you know who we talk to if i can file those stories in it Th- might be a game be, time decision though this will be like when Deion sanders went from the football game and then went and flew over for the baseball playoff game yeah this is very reminiscent tonight's the exact same thing tonight's a big night we're playing for seating the playoffs are right around the corner we gotta put a roster out there no, we will get Nick in there if he can make it, but we, you know. My whoa, whoa, whoa had to do with the fact that you tried to make me feel bad for having our reporter report for Hallis Hall, and then within five seconds, I already took him out of the lineup. Doesn't matter. Well, I did. So does it matter or does it not matter? <laughs> it matters, but I mean, you bury your dead. That's what wow. you got to do. And, and, and Nick died because of you. Arm just killed Nick. <laughs> That's the second time you've said that. Bury your dead. It well, you got injured. me you, in softball. You, you got injured. You can't stay on the field. He's the Tevin Jenkins of 
Next man up. Dude, I mean. Oh, what, God. That what? just looks bad still. That looks terrible. You might hey, want to get that replaced. It's all good. All good. Hey, <laughs> get that no, we, we, we need Nick at the top of our order. He's, he's been a lightning rod, and he's been just an absolute uh, blessing for me to uh, manage this season, to be honest. He's, the positivity is, is infectious. Hogue's about to puke. Hey, I have one other bear question. When you, Doug Kramer, the tape, what did it tell you? You know, I, I think you saw a little bit of good and bad from Doug Kramer there. But there was a lot of plays where they had him combo block with the guards, which is fine to do. But there are also times where it was a you know zone scheme where they go into the left. I saw Doug Kramer just shoved out of the way by the interior defense alignment. But there were plays where he's getting low, driving his feet, and you know help helping Tyson Bajan, I think, on a quarterback sneak or um, you know just helping create some lanes for the running backs. But again, a little bit of a mixed bag from from the Doug Kramer there. So that's what I saw. All right, Nick. Well, enjoy the day. Um, house hall later. Practice. Richard Hightower, special teams day. Tell Richard I say hello. You got and it. And please play him what we're about to play on the show. No. Don't. Please do. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to this, you guys. I'm definitely going to have the YouTube opened up, and you know, I'll be commenting in the chat as well. This is about to be the greatest moment in the history of the show. There's a 3% chance I finish this show. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, have a good day, buddy. All right, you guys. See ya. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Nicholas Moriano and at CHGO underscore Bears for all the updates from House Hall today. All right. Um, Do you know that Tyson Bajan has the most touchdown passes in the history of college football on any level? Yeah. It's the greatest Bears quarterback of all time. 159 touchdown passes. Hogue. That's a I, lot. I actually have some uh, stats for you guys from our secret Bajant man here. And here they are. Look at this secret Braggs graphic. Wow, Braggs. No producer in the history of the show has ever done something, something like this. Wow, Braggs. Point 0.5 is true. <laughs> Tyson Bajant, uh Braggs stats here. Zero start. And it's not even, these are just facts. Uh, which brags hashtag There's some stats in facts. there too. Stats and facts. Okay. Zero star recruit out of high school. Played D2 football at Shepard. Went undrafted out of college. He had 2,040 total college passes. Um, Mark Carmen's new locker room crush. Missing an apostrophe in there. Also missing a comma in the one above that Don't in 2000. Need it. Don't need Most. <laughs> 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 like a Mark Carmen's new locker room crush. I mean, most touchdown passes in NCAA history, 159. Greatest 17 play drive in the preseason of all time. He left out 17,034 yards in 53 games over five seasons, honing his skills to the moment where he got an opportunity to dominate. Bajant. I think we got a new segment here, Bragg's Graphics. Full of typos and fun facts. They're not typos. You're no, so No, I like picky. it. Let's lean into it. You are so picky, and that's fine. I like the attention to detail. The other thing that we need to keep an eye out for is I've heard a certain David Kaplan on ESPN 1000 Never crediting other people for the secret Bajant man, and Riles puts in the chat that the Bears just posted a little bit ago a, a, a little video of Bajant, and they also – put the secret Bajant man special B agent 17 look at that well look. so now all of a sudden I the hate trend to say it. the guy's name rhymes with agent 
everyone's going to use it. Yeah. It's like yeah. one of those things, you know. But, yeah, but, I, I'm but okay with it. The but, pyramids but, were created on two sides of the earth. They both didn't know each other. Car- Karm was first. No one's going to do. First of all, we were first. Um, second of all, no one's about to do what we're about to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, Before you take the show off the rails, I do have some real things to say about I know you do. Invasion. Uh, we also have to talk about Goose Island. Our favorite, our favorite beer. CHO is sp- supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. Goose IPA, six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, always in style. Citrus aroma, bold hop finish. You could also go with the Tropical Beer Hug. The Dry Hopped Imperial IPA, 9.9% alcohol. That's dangerously easy to drink. Uh, full Pocket Pills is a good one. I was actually over at Binnie's yesterday, saw some Full Pocket Pills still going strong. You can pick those up. Everyday beer, what the brewers are drinking. You can grab ultra fresh brew exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house in uh, on Clybourne Avenue in Link- in Lincoln Park, or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town, just down the street from here. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. We are also excited to partner with our friends over at Circle K. Check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer. And a bunch of snacks as well. Also the premium gas. Look out for a bunch of freebies and giveaways coming from Circle K down the road. They've got their favorite road trip snacks. Uh, yeah, but a bunch of go-to pickups. And there's Circle K's everywhere, so find your closest location. Thank you to Circle K for sponsoring CHGO. Visit the nearest Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. All right. Also, CSGO Bears preseason coverage brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at comed.com slash power and biz. Um, it's time for an overreaction. It's time for an overreaction. Can I, can I uh, take a quick boat ride over to Meatball Island? Braggs, do I have permission? Permission granted. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're just going to pull up the Meatball Island here a little bit because I, I, as I was watching the film, on Tyson Bajan, I was I, I had to like I was almost out loud in my office going, Adam, don't be an idiot. It's still the preseason. Don't be an idiot. And then I would watch the next play and I'd go, Guy's good. He's good. He's actually good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Yeah, he is. Let's just get the caveat out of the way right away. If it's week one against a pretty good Packers defense, by the way. It probably looks different. I'll hand you that. But just in the context of a developmental quarterback to keep on the roster who might have some actual upside as an eventual NFL starter um, and who, in the meantime, unless P.J. Walker gets his shit together, uh, might actually be in play for the backup job. I like what I see. So you go back, you watch the film – the end zone angle a lot of times gives you an idea of what the quarterback's doing at the line of scrimmage. And this dude's walking up there, okay? He's been in three different offenses in college. He's thrown 2,000 passes, as we talked about. All-time record for touchdowns. He's been in multiple different, again, multiple different offenses with three different offensive coordinators at Shepard. He's had to learn a lot of different football. He has seen probably every kind of defense you can possibly see even if it was at the D2 level. He's seen it. And he's walking up to that line of scrimmage on Saturday night, and you could see his eyes, left, right. Okay, we're checking to this. And by the way, he talked about this, and we know this about the Bears' offense. There's pretty much two plays in every play. That's part of what this Luke Getze system is. And that's, quite frankly, to some extent, a little bit of what Justin feels, I think, why there's been an adjustment period. 
which is fair. There should be an adjust- adjustment period. But Tyson Bajan and Luke Getze headed off at the Senior Bowl. And I don't know if Getze, like, gave him a playbook that weekend and said, hey, uh, you know, handshake agreement, we're going to take you in April, better start learning this stuff now. Or, and I'm just kidding about that, by the way, but from the second he gets picked up by the Bears, clearly has been in that playbook. And is understanding a complicated system pretty w- damn well because you could see him at the line of scrimmage looking at the defense okay putting the tight end in motion left right you come over here you got to be here okay using the motion to see the pre-snap reads with the defense understanding what he's looking at snapping the ball okay post-snap rpo peeking around his running back and the linebacker to see the safety that he's reading who's unblocked making the correct decision to keep the ball and then firing a freaking dart over in the middle to his wide receiver, accurate on all but one throw, in my opinion, in that game. It was impressive. Even if it's just a preseason game, I am... It was the... It was honestly the mental stuff that going back through the film that you don't quite appreciate live in the game that really stood out to me. It was impressive. So that's why I got so excited was watching it because he looked composed and you... Johnny special teams coach you got very excited in the moment on a four yard under pressure gotta get rid of it where am I going he did it correct bang we're getting positive yards versus taking a sack for somebody who's been out there for all of five seconds plus the fact you look at him and if you were doing stereotypes, you think, oh, he's got to, he can't be a good athlete. Well, I don't know. I just see him rolling out to the right and, and making a very tough throw. It's like, oh, so he does have a little bit of movement. Oh, by the way, he's also just moved his ass into the end zone on a sweet play, too. Uh, you know, in the red zone. That's where you get in the end zone. So when it's, you got all these tight windows and dudes are everywhere, and he, and he was able to wiggle his way in there. So, look. He better be the backup quarterback. That's all I'm saying. This is not – let's not overthink this one, Flus. You, you guys uh, were smart enough to take a, a flyer on him. He, his resume is beyond impressive. And well, – let's, let's talk l- about that for a second. Yeah. Because Saturday night when we had this conversation right after the game, I was admittedly a little hesitant, hesitant towards that. I still, quite frankly, am a little bit to him, the idea of this rookie quarterback being the backup. But what I was really – objecting to I guess is the idea of okay this guy's been here for five seconds does he has any, does he have any command of the, like does he really understand if he has to go in there what's happening can you trust him to understand that so in the PJ Walker versus Tyson Bajan conversation though is that what PJ Walker struggling with a little bit too because let's not forget this is new to him right this is his first year in the system I don't know. I, I To me, most of P.J. Walker's issues right now are just accuracy. and But there's a lot going on there, and it hasn't been good. And I guess with going back through the film, the point I'm trying to make is I'm impressed with the command of the offense. I think that that's there. Now, it's preseason. It's vanilla. I get it. And they probably gave him a small menu compared to you know what you would have to deal with in a game week. So those are all caveats that, that need to be thrown out there. But from a starting standpoint here, for an undrafted rookie to, to be this comfortable already in this system, I think there's something there. And that, if you are going to go with the idea that he could be the backup, 
that's probably what you would lean on more than anything else for justifying that decision. I agree with everything you just said. And the, the, look, hopefully neither of them, whoever they choose, better be Bajan, are going to play. But if we want to go down the road, in which you have to do, if Justin Fields got hurt, you are not – this is not some – Super Bowl built team that you're going to try to eke wins out of you are you are hoping that the Bears are going to be a 500 team that can make the playoffs that would be a great year but you would be you would be looking ideally to develop someone not not somebody who can piece together a team that could win the bowl that's not what this year is so you want to have Tyson Bajan in there so you're actually developing something because the Bears still are making their quarterback decision for the future and this is a year that Ryan Polza said what are you looking for improvement exactly right and I think they're going to get it but if he does get hurt which we obviously all are hoping does not happen I'd rather see them trying to develop somebody versus putting out a veteran who has no chance of ever being a, a, a legitimate starter in the league I like the release. <laughs> I, I like a lot. I like a lot. I mean, how, how could you not want to see more? Yeah. Let's go. I'm. Let, let's go, Buffalo. So we got our guy Jake USMC in the chat, uh, and he said the other day uh, Nick was a doofus, and I was like, hey, back off Nick. He's a pro. And he was like, no, I call my friends and people I admire doofuses. So now he's saying Bragg's Carmen Hoger doofuses. So this is a compliment, guys, okay. from our guy Jake. Thanks for And playing. I had to segue into that because we have <laughs> I a love lot. that you felt I, the nerve. I well, was about to put a nice end to the well, clip that I was going to go on YouTube. Well, and exactly. We got a doofus I had comment. to segue into that because we do have some doof, doofusery okay. coming up, and we have about ten super chats, and we're at about an hour right now. So I just didn't know how fast you wanted to get through all this. Okay. I'm going to get on my boat now and leave Meatball Island and let Bragg's and Adios. Let, let, you let, got drunk. Let, let's, play the, let's, let's play this phenomenal piece, and then, we'll, and then everybody's super will hit afterwards because we're gonna, just going to be celebrating the brilliance that you're about to see. And for the thousand people that are watching live right now, you're the luckiest people on the planet because I have created this specifically for you and me and Bears Nation. There's a man who isn't afraid of danger. To every offense he meets, he's no stranger. With every drop it takes, another pass he completes. The odds are if you're open, he will find you. Woo! The secret. Bajan man, the secret Bajan man. Flus is giving him a chance to be the Bears backup QB. Beware vet QBs that you find. A longer resume from Carolina, don't mind. And be careful what you say. Today's the best new day. The odds are if you're open, he will find you. Woo! The secret Beijing man. The secret Beijing man. 
Flus is giving him a chance to be the best backup QB. Last verse swinging in from West Virginia. Four years at Shepherd Sahum said no good. Oh no, you let the Beijing slip, but not past Paul's fingertips. The odds are if you're open, he will find you. The secret Beijing man, the secret Beijing man. Choose your Cuban number and you just might get into the game. Secret Beijing man! Um, great job. Hogue retired. Uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, you know, I, I, whoever said in there that this is... The, thank you. Th- thank you, Boyson. Braggs, you filmed it. Thoughts? Come on. I thought it was incredible. I thought it was incredible. <laughs> it's it your finest work. You have to come back, sit down. Um, I will be, uh, you know, those. Wow. I mean, I've got copies for everybody. So just, you know, hit me up on Twitter at the car. There will be a, uh, <laughs> a behind the scenes video that I'm going to put out later on social media. <laughs> Because while they were filming that, I was filming them filming it and adding my own commentary. All right. Which I do wish I could have done a picture in picture right there of Hoke's face while all that was occurring. Can we please, uh, one in the chat, greatest song you've ever heard, two, that fire was, Karm. That was the worst the moment. Two is Karm fired. One greatest moment ever, greatest song ever, two. Yes, fine. Total fire anarchy. Me. No, no, no. Not a third verse. Where's my sunny side? <laughs> In the history of any song you've ever heard recorded, has anyone ever announced the final verse is starting? I mean, I'm, I think that it, it was just, you know, also, I had to, you I had to brace know, you for the brilliance. You didn't know the words to your own song. You had to, you, it was like karaoke. You had to look at the words. Yes. Yes. I, I, you're correct. I, you know what? You're right. I should have memorized it. Yeah. But I mean, I, I haven't mostly memorized but you know i just wanted to i was just so excited yeah clearly <laughs> i literally i literally was walking down the street just singing it all day yesterday in the car my windshield got it like five times okay now that's a video i would watch if you were walking <laughs> down michigan avenue just singing that song you know you're gonna sing it you know out there you you will be singing it it's gonna come. It's gonna pop out of your mouth. Oh, it already has. <laughs> it is stuck in my head, and I am mad about it. The Duke, nineteen ninety nine super chat. Please make it stop. Oh. That guy just spent twenty dollars telling you to stop the song. Listen, I'm think de- about that. I'm delivering that song to Tyson Bajan personally. I don't know how I'm gonna do that, but I, I there are, there are decent bands I like that I don't spend twenty dollars to see, and you just got twenty dollars to to shut up. Thank you, Torian. A plus. <laughs> Those of you who are against me, I mean, I'm keeping the receipts. This in, thing's in going the, national. In the first verse, Mark goes, yeah, I'm going to head out. See y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you credit. I was watching to see how much the viewer count would dip. It didn't dip. Everyone stuck with it. But did it go up? 
It didn't dip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it did dip. Didn't we have a thousand an hour at nine ten? I think I don't we lost know. ninety people. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's get these super chats and get the hell out of here. Oh, that was so much fun. Can I do that again? Define fun. <laughs> we got a bunch of super chats, so uh, we'll get through these here quickly. But we oh can boy. go a little over. I'm ready for that. That is a lot of so super chats. We got I a love lot it. of super chats, and we appreciate everyone's support. So we're going to get through them all here now. So go ahead, um, Hoagie, and start from the top. All right, Eric, $5 super chat. I would like polls to look at a potential trade for a quality guard. If nothing pans out from the number one waiver priority, O-line looks like the weak link. There is that guy that claimed from the Lions. I can't focus. The the other week. <laughs> um, the Dalton Reiser thing, I know people bring that up. I, I don't know, man. Signing the guy just like a week before the season starts. I know it worked with... Jason Peters a few years ago, but it's a little different here, and I don't know what kind of familiarity there is with the system. So I'm not gonna be surprised if they add somebody. No, I I, I think it's a possibility that number one waiver priority spot matters, but a trade? I don't know. Use draft picks for a reason. You take flyers on draft picks for a reason. You've developed Jatiri Carter. I would give him the opportunity. Uh, Chris Pagaro, four ninety nine, going to my first Bears versus Green Bay game week one. Hopefully, wow. I see one of you guys there. Coming from the Lone Star State, bear down, Chris. We better see you at the tailgate. Yep, that's the There's best. We're not at the games because we're here in studio, but tailgate pregame, it's going to be awesome. We're going to have details coming your way very, very soon. Um, no one's ever been more excited about what our tailgates are going to be this year than Greg Braggs. I'm very excited. We've worked hard in the back, the background to get this thing going this year, and I promise you're going to want to be there, especially week one. And details coming. I was depressed counting the amount of days that still remain until week one. 20. It's 20. How is there still three weeks until the game? I was not depressed because I'm taking a vacation next week, yeah. and you will not hear from yeah. me. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about dedication levels here eventually <laughs> between the two of you going on vacation oh, i would not want to hear yeah, it not okay, even not even not up. even a cent bring that up you guy, two guy took a month off in the middle <laughs> yeah of, uh, yeah during the one dead period of the entire nfl season it's and gonna be awful. football started it's gonna be awful dead. you know who doesn't care about the u.s open yeah. everyone his is no excuse <laughs> i'm going for my 10-year anniversary and i picked the one week that there is a dead zone before the season starts actually i can't even speak uh, of what was just said completely fair brags it is you. your 10-year anniversary and it I is it is a dead week. The one week. Is your anniversary actually next week or was no, it? It's, no, it, it was, was a at fun, the it was end a of July, but we had camp and stuff. All right. Next year. You're uh, <sighs> and anyway, regardless, I picked the dead week. Carm gets no credit. You know what? Just because Hoag's comment is crawling so under my skin right there. Next year, <laughs> I, I will. I am going. I, I am going to. Pay for your flight out of my own Southwest Airlines points. So you will come and experience the brilliance, the artistry, the no glory. No chance I'm getting on a Southwest Airlines flight. Okay. You take your own mansion, private plane, sit first class, <laughs> be the only guy on there, whatever you want to do. Just get to New York for a day, and I dare you to come back and say what you just said. I am Next question, am Mark. You go ahead and read it. Uh, this is four ninety nine from After Hours. Luke, my guy. Question: You guys were talking about hiding place. Since we have priority in the waiver wa in, in the waiver claims, why should we have to hide any player if we get first? 
Um, I'm I think, not following. Yeah, no, 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 no. So what we're talking about, um, well, you you don't get to claim your own player that you wait. We don't want to lose our guy after hours. We're worried about our people taking our guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has to do with the players you cut go on waivers, and most of them clear waivers. Almost always, all of them clear waivers. Not almost always, but most of the time, all of them clear waivers. Um, and then once they cleared, you can sign them to your practice squad. But if they, but if a team claims them, team has to put them on the fifty-three. Their fifty-three man roster can't put them on the practice squad. Otherwise, to do that, they would have to waive them themselves, and then he would go back in the waiver period to get claimed by a different team potentially. Um, so that's why the hiding of players. We we actually had that conversation with Ryan Poles last week on Hogan Johns, and he's like, "Yeah, every once in a while you do see a guy where you're like, he looked pretty good, and then he just disappears for the rest of the preseason. It happens a little bit." I wouldn't take it too seriously. Um, real quick, though, before we get out of here, I do think it's a thing with Tyson Bajan. That's the question. If you waive him to try to get him near practice squad, does anyone claim a guy who has not been in their system? Remember, it's quarterback. To put him on their 53-man roster, you're adding a quarterback that does not know your system, does not know your playbook, and essentially you're just going to have to waste a roster spot for a while. I think there's only probably two or three teams that would even consider that. But let me just bring up one example. What if you're the Bucks? Sure. And you got this Kyle Trask, Baker Mayfield situation going on. They don't view either of those guys. In, I don't think they view them as their future. So would you take a flyer on a, a random undrafted quarterback that looked pretty capable in the preseason? Like, I might. Yes, you would. And if the Bears do that with Bajan, it would be incredibly, incredibly, incredibly moronic. They're not doing that. Uh, by the way, when you're watching Tyson Bajan highlights, you should uh, take on the sun with gear, gear built to last. Right, Hogue? Okay. Yes, you should be wearing your Shady Rays. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. We love our Shady Rays, and we love talking about our Shady Rays, and we want you to have Shady Rays because if you – don't like them you can return them in 30 days you get your money back and if you like them and you somehow sit on them they'll send you a new pair no questions asked absolutely free this is exclusive for you shady rays is giving out the best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com use that code chgo 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people my man shady rays Hells right. yes we gotta fly through supers flying uh, Keith, five dollars. I have heard. I have a hard time with the injury prone label when the injuries are to different parts of body. Uh, leg injury wasn't caused by a neck injury. No, but a hamstring can definitely be caused by a back problem. I speak from experience, and the neck is connected to your spine. I don't think we need to do that whole song you learn in kindergarten. But we've had Ke enough songs today, Ke Keith. Yeah. It'd be something if it if it was. If he, he broke his leg or he broke his arm, that's different than what's going on here with soft tissue stuff. And Well, we don't even know what it is. And, we, and right, we, we don't. But a guy, a guy, and I'm not, obviously not saying this happened, but if a guy were to tear his ACL, that's not because of his back necessarily. Dude, your back is – back leads a lot of things. It bones it's, connected to the table. No. Okay, keep going. You'll get the, if I can find the quiet please thing in here, you'll get it. No. Yes. 
That's a scary thought. Bragg's being <laughs> no. in charge of the quiet place. Yeah, uh, vibing with the dogs, 999. Appreciate that super chat. They knew the three guys on the interior can't stay healthy. Tevin with his leg, Cody with his hand, Nate, who knows. Now we have to rely on Kramer and Leatherwood. Still time, but man. Hey, real quick thing on Nate Davis. We didn't get to this, but um, I saw Grody tweet, tweeted on Saturday that I think it was mentioned on the – or Nate Davis told somebody on the pre, whatever, that, that he's been dealing with a personal issue. And that was hint also strongly hinted at by Ryan Poles when he talked on Hogan Johns last week. That he said guys have stuff going on in their, in their lives too. So I don't know what that is, but I think that needs to be part of the equation with Nate Davis. Yeah, that's well out there that this is not an injury. This is something that's going on off the field. So well, and that's whatever. why in the presser after we did the show that next day, I said we need to be hesitant on how critical we are here because we don't know what the situation yep. is. We are the most balanced show that you'll ever find. The most fair and balanced show you will and, find. And, so. and for real, you know, best to Nate on getting through whatever's going on and, you know, so he can A, enjoy his life and then B, get back on the field. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't see your video today. Uh, Elise, who hopefully is vi vibing with the dogs, a.k.a. my girl Elise, challenging me, when did Carter play left guard? Because the Vikings game, he played right guard. He played left guard last season. You can go pull the tape, Elise. I don't have time for your questions. Elise, I'm glad you're feeling well enough to give us a super chat. I know that uh, you were dealing with some stuff yourself. So yeah. great, great, she's, great to she's see you. She's my girl, but she's always holding my feet to the fire. Uh, next one, the Duke. 1999 Super Chat, Tevin, oh, Duke. Eloy Jimenez, Jenkins. That's shady, Duke. Jimenez, Eloy. Whatever. Socks <laughs> suck. Read the next Thank one. Thank you, Duke. Appreciate you, Duke. Another Duke. Uh, 1999. Flues better play the first team offense the whole first half this week. They weren't good enough to sit last week. Plus... With all the guys missing camp from injury already, quote, what a waste of time training camp was, guys. The big F. That's, I'm with you. That's the Adam Johns quote oh. from uh, Justin Fields training camp as a rookie. I got you. All right. Well, yeah. listen, I'm with you. I'm with you, Duke. I think Ogus too. These guys got to play this week. They got to play. Have to. Gots to, gots to. Gots to, gots to. And the total amount of snaps that were played at left guard by Jatiri Carter Thank last you. season. Any guesses? Since you said he played there, right? Yes. Okay. So how many snaps? Just guess. How many, are, how many snaps are in a game? 40? Yeah. 40. Sure. Okay, 40. You're going with zero, Car? Yeah, I'm going with zero. Okay. I don't remember him. The answer is zero. Wah, 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 wah. He played 31 snaps at right guard. 31 snaps at right guard. Point car, another one over. Well, I think it was Brent. point to the – who was the chatter on that one again? Who had that super chat that called him out? It was Elise. Elise, yeah. No, point Elise, not point Carm. Well, I got you zero. get zero points I put for zero. three weeks after that song. You're going to be playing that tonight. When we put that clip out there for everybody to see, you're just going to sit there at the mansion – with James, if we with put Libby, that on our Twitter, Krista, if we put that on CHO Bears, I'm blocking that account. We are putting it on CHO we Bears. We are 1,000% putting there, and you are not blocking it, and we, you are playing you, it. You for, are going you to are, retweet you are, it. You are bringing Papa Hogue over to play we will it. Well, retweet it, and you will like it. Joel Lucas, <laughs> $5 super chat. Because of Jenkins' injury, do you guys think they'd try putting Kramer at center and put Whitehair at left guard if Carter isn't panning out? I. 
it's not it's not a horrible idea. I just I I, I get the sense that they've they've had enough of the moving Cody Whitehair around thing. Of course, I thought that the last time when they stuck him a guard for a long time. So I guess if you're desperate, it might still happen. Shout out to Lawrence Benedetto. You should be thrilled that you're not producing the show today. That we're about an hour and 15 deep still having fun and could probably do this for three hours keep oh, going he would have ended the show already yeah Braggs would be here for five hours and then he's got a spaces let's go Elise another five dollar <laughs> super chat I'll read it because she got me on Jatiri Carter at left guard let me guess Bajent should be QB2 because he played well against tire salesman Peterman played well too and we all know he's a bad quarterback so what are we doing Elise, I mean, you are you are getting cre- awful creative to find excuses for PJ Walker. That was not the eighty-five Bears he was going up against. Let's not let's not. Well, that's the point. Is it's all perspective. Yes, they're second string and third string players. You're playing against those, but you're also playing with those. So, like with Roshan Johnson, you talked about that earlier. How he looked good. Yeah, he's playing against third string, but he's also getting blocked with third string, second string. Well, guys. and that's a fair point with PJ Walker. Is how different does PJ Walker look if he's out there with DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney? But he's also going up against first team defense too. On the other hand, Megatron ain't catching that first pass PJ Walker threw in that in that game. Right. I mean, I've got I mean, that ta- was horrendous. I've got tape of myself playing quarterback at Highland Park High School in, in intramurals, and if you want to see what it looked like, you can just go to P.J. Walker's first throw. I guess Although the, we did win the championship my and, senior and year. I, and I guess the question is, when you were breaking down Roshan, when you were breaking, breaking down Badgen, what are the things that can translate that you can't just excuse off and say, well, that was against third string? What are the intangibles that both those players showed against backups that would translate even more well, with starters around which, them. Well, that's what I was getting at earlier with everything that he showed me mentally in that football game. That That's what I was impressed with more than anything. I mean, I can get impressed with that rollout throw when they blitz the boot and, quite frankly, handle it. That's actually another moment that was impressive. They do the rollout and the bootleg, and like so many teams did last year against the Bears, they blitz the, the, the bootleg with the backside rusher, and anyone could have panicked in that situation. And Bajan didn't, and he threw a freaking seed down the field with a quick release and hit the guy on strike. I think that was the play that uh, Shane Steichen oddly challenged for some reason, even though he was it, you know, had two feet and a knee down with Loser. no bobble. Never question a Bajan pass, Steichen. Yeah. All right, we, yeah, we went through Bajan enough uh duke wondering uh with a 999er is chgo offering therapy for its viewers Better after health. that i've already actually made a, an inquiry to our hr department to see if we can get more therapy sessions included in our benefits here as a company duke, I, after that song so i'll get back to you duke we're not friends anymore duke let me get crystal in here thank you crystal great job carm love it great song and singer Love it. Take that, Duke. It's a new song, Hogue. Give him another day of or so. You yeah. basically said that everything was great, but then you, like, validated Hogue's feelings. So that part. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> but hashtag Let him work CHQ. on it. Uh, Crystal, that was the fourth take of that song, so I had to sit through that song four Who's times. in denial more about their abilities? 
Carm singing oh, or, or Bragg's playing golf. We can't just get through this segment making fun of Carm. You got to bring me into it. Chris Baguero, $1.99 <laughs> Super Chat. Anyone have Tide Pods I could consume after that song? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely Bragg's to answer it. Chris, um, you know, Tide Pods can be tasty, but I wouldn't recommend it. It's a, it's a bad idea. People die from that. Yeah, don't do that. Well, in the chat, could Secret Bajan Man get a Grammy nomination this year? People are asking. I mean, maybe a Grammy. Oh! Grammy Award. What a way to end the show right there. The walk-off, I think. That's pretty yeah. good. Hey, uh, great show today. I, again. I had fun for a Monday. Yeah, this was excellent. It's good being back in studio. Didn't enjoy the traffic, but I promise to only complain about that one time per show. And um, Bragg's good job producing. New segment born. Well, it was it was all right. I mean, I, I did have an audio we never played that Carm really wanted me to produce yeah. and do a graphic for. I didn't six say graphic. Six minutes before. I have to have a graphic for audio. Six minutes before the show. Yep. Then that's why we were a minute late. And everyone was like, why are you guys late? Because Carm wanted this audio in. Yep. And then we never played that audio. Nobody in the world will appreciate what you just said more than Lawrence Benedetto. Oh, yeah. He's, he's literally... Carm does have a habit of submitting audio clips 14 minutes or less before then, showtime. And then not using them. I'm sorry that I have great thoughts go. right before the show that are re- very relevant, that'll make our viewers even happier and the show even better. Yes, it's true. I can think of things ahead of time better. So that's on me. Fair enough. There's <laughs> <laughs> a whole... I'll, I'm able to point the thumb. I like when we have our post-show meeting on the show. All right, we got to go because <laughs> Secret Bajan Man is calling. Yeah, and I got Blackhawks coming up here at 2 o'clock with a much more normal gang than this Bears gang. Yeah, Jay Zawoski is. They're all here. Mario's in the lineup tonight. It's my man. <laughs> Not worried about the fact that, you know, Jay hasn't played all year. Greg is just taking the season off. Oak's taking the season off. Uh, Bragg's the guy who literally can never sleep and show up and produce till 2 in the morning and then golf at 6 a.m. Hasn't made it to a game. Don't worry about it. See you next time. There's a man who isn't afraid of danger.